0: Just in case you didn't get to hear enough of our voices this past weekend, we're back with some more randomness to talk about here on your favorite podcast that covers Orange County soccer club. That's right. This is the orange of black soccer cast.
1: And it's in Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Forrester's goal dominant in the last ten. Forrester in the middle now. Gets a of defenders.
2: Forrester with the outside of the late foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. looking Heads it down. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cap. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast.
0: How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you pretty much each and every episode as we discuss each and every and all things Orange County Soccer Club. Yes, you heard me right there, Alan. Uh, whispering as he's confused about what I'm saying. Uh, Let's go to you first, Uh, all the way down in San Diego, beautiful San Diego. Uh, That is Alan. Alan, how goes it?
1: Um, It's going. Um, It's summertime, so I don't have to go to teach. I mean, it feels pretty much identically the same, uh, except way less parental emails, so that's been nice. Um, So... Hopefully everyone is having a nice summer. I, I don't know. It just feels weird. Everything's weird. It
0: definitely feels weird. This is not a typical summer. And if we had, you know, a, a budget and licensing rights, I would have dropped, you know, some DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince there, the the, the old 90s or early 2000s summer theme, summertime. I'm sure you guys are all just, now listening to it in your head without it even actually playing, because pretty much everyone knows that, that jam. Dylan's nodding to that. Dylan from Caroline Coalition, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Um,
3: I, I don't like your baseless accusations that I'm not into that. But I'm having but a you good, are. good week thus far. Um, you know, nothing's really going on. I'm still wearing my mask as cases climb, because I'm a person who cares about other people. Crazy concept.
0: Definitely a I don't mean to time. sound this
3: negative, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Uh,
0: you know, um, I'm doing well. It sounds like Alan's doing well. Dylan, you're doing pretty well. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully everyone else is, is doing pretty well, as well as you could be doing in the situations that we're in. Uh, it's summertime. This is the time that a lot of people would be heading out to the beach, going on vacations, uh, a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, my family, we actually had a trip uh, planned for to go to Coeur d'Alene in Idaho uh I believe it was gonna be next month July we're in, we're in June right um but we decided to cancel slash postpone that until uh, we feel a lot more comfortable with all of that stuff uh, you know I- I'm sort of excited about that because if we make it back up there maybe a year or two from now uh For those that didn't know, there is a ride there. Uh, There's a theme park up there called Silverwood. There's a ride up there called the Corkscrew that used to call Knott's Berry Farm its home. That happens to be the first ever roller coaster that I went on that went upside down. Um, So I was talking to that to my two younger, my young kids, my two kids. uh, And uh, they are sort of excited to try this roller coaster that their dad tried when he was their age. So um, unfortunately, my youngest one, Kian, is not quite tall enough yet. We were hoping he would get there this summer. He didn't quite make it. So this postponement, I guess, is a good thing. Because now he'll maybe get to write it when we do get to go back up there. Uh, but you're not here to hear about my summer family vacations. Uh, D- Dylan's Correct. nodding. If you're if nodding. you're not watching our live stream, you can tell Dylan was, like, excited when I start to transition away from that. Alan was falling asleep for a little bit there. Um, we're here to talk about soccer and other fun stuff. Not the Samora family vacations. Um so let's talk about soccer, right? Uh, we talked about it last episode. That there is now a plan for the USL to be uh, to return to play. Uh, we're now less than a month away from that return, uh, or anticipated return date of uh, June 11th. We've heard some more news rumblings, or not June, July, sorry. Uh, we've heard some more information leaking out. And we have a, a free connection here.
1: I, I believe right. so. I
0: don't know. Could you guys still hear me during all that? though? nope, nope, no. So what? Nope. Did, what did you last hear me say?
3: Uh, July
1: 11th. Or
0: can you still not hear me? No, we can unfortunately. July 11th, unfortunately, and
1: then that we haven't heard anything. But there's some rumblings, and then you're gonna tell us what the rumblings were. But we didn't get any rumblings. Well,
0: no, we we. <laughs> Well, this is where you know, you. I, I, my mic goes dead. You're supposed to jump in and save things. Is, is everything working? I feel like things aren't working properly for me today. (laughs) This is just going to be one of those episodes, man. This is the, this is what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, I'm going to hand it off to Dylan really quick. And Dylan, you just come up with a discussion on this while I'm trying to figure out what's going on on my end.
3: All right, sure. Well, if you haven't yet heard, the USL Board of Governors, aka known as the owners of all the clubs, voted to return to play, uh, which means that we will hopefully return to play. Of course, there's also a players union that has been, what is the term, Alan, formerly recognized? Yes. So uh, there is still not an agreement there about any safety or pay issues that we've talked about in the recent month or so. Uh, so maybe it doesn't really get kicked off on the 11th. Also, of course, a lot of places right now are spiking. Places like Orange County, places like Phoenix, places like Florida, places like Texas. Um, just about anywhere where there's people and there's teams. Cases are spiking, so it will be very, very uh, dangerous for teams to travel. It will be very, very dangerous for teams to play, uh, even if there aren't any fans in the stadium. But some places, like Texas, uh, will allow sports stadiums to have 25% capacity, so potentially there will be fans there. And I think it will be on a club-by-club basis. In brighter news, the league said that they would not punish anyone for any silent or maybe even vocal Protests um, when the season does restart. Yeah, there's even
1: a tweet after that one about the league is actually looking into um, what things that uh, they can do to help support, like whether it's like allowing armbands or patches on the kits themselves uh, to kind of broaden the voice as opposed to, you know, something like um, was it Weston K- Kenny had the uh, Justice for George Lloyd armband? Um, but something maybe allowing teams to be even more formalized with their, uh, whether it's the patches, whether it's like the Premier League right now, putting Black Lives Matter on the kits. Um, it seems like the league is open to allowing teams to uh, go pretty far with what is allowed by you know your uniform code, essentially. Um, so that's um, pretty positive that they said we're actually moving the opposite direction that the NFL did, where they, or the uh, U.S. soccer as well, where they tried to eliminate any type of political protest, they're saying we're going to find ways to try and support the players. Cause if the team feels that way, then we should be supporting the team.
0: One, well, and some more interesting stuff with this, with the uh, change of format, with the MLS, with what they're doing for the season, it sounds like there's a, a decent chance that there'll be no two teams uh, playing in the USL. At least uh, there's uh, uh we're, we're hearing a lot of potential dropouts from two teams. I don't know if each and every one will, Um who knows, you know, maybe with uh, Real Monarchs, they sort of will decide to come back because they're defending champions. Uh, but I think a lot of USL fans are going to sort of get their wish and have no two teams playing in the USL, which uh, might be uh, an interesting change uh, depending on how the season goes. Uh, and maybe it'll it'll help pave the way to getting the two teams more into like maybe a League One scenario um, and allowing the USL to be strictly teams that are Really trying to compete for the USL championship and not strictly developing players for their parent club. What are your thoughts, Dylan?
3: It's a bit of a complicated situation because I don't think that teams like Los Dos or like T2 honestly provide much of a benefit to the USL. But teams like the Baby Bulls uh, and teams like the Monarchs do a very good job of being competitive, even though both of those teams are basically pure two teams. Um, they are well-established. It doesn't really matter that the Baby Bulls bring 50 fans to a game if they're lucky. They're very good at what they do, and players all over the USL and even now in MLS and quite a few abroad got their first professional starts with the Baby Bulls. So some benefits, definitely. Um, looking at that kind of the USL isolationist group, they're probably thrilled with it because it means um, no pure two sides Maybe this is kind of how they get out of the league as well. There's definitely some legal issues that would arise from this. But as it stands, I, I don't know. Um, it's a nice away day when it's a 30 mile drive to Carson
0: for a match. But now we only have a, what, hour drive down to San Diego. But that's not too how bad of a drive to get to. fast you drive down there.
3: Yeah, geez. I'm scared. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to get in a car with you again. <laughs>
0: Right? Well, I am South Ooh. Orange County, so I'm a little bit closer. Um, probably takes me, what, about 20 minutes to get down to the board, uh, the county border? And then what is that, another, like, 45-minute drive from there? Or, or what? I don't know. Anyway. Do you know, um, Alan?
1: Um, it would take me, like, an hour and a half. Talk about it. I'm
0: going to pull up the Google Maps just to sort of see.
1: From championship. Maybe I do try to you now. This is the um, the
3: orange and black um raised vacation plans roller coaster cast. Uh map. Pull out your Thompson cast. guide. Um
1: I, I I agree somewhat with the two team thing. Um, I think if you look at Real Monarch's squad from last year, the one that won, like that's a solid USL squad. Like they have some some youth in it, like the keeper. Uh, but when you look at kind of the guys who are playing in some of those roles, they're kind of established USL or up USL. Um, so the, some of those two teams, when they look to win, put together like solid USL sides, like guys who are on the borderline, possibly up to MLS, but then also you're developing some of your academy guys. But um, T2 tries to be competitive a lot, but. I, I just there's there's literally no I shouldn't say literally there's no way that MLS can have some kind of expanded rosterness in Orlando and those two teams to exist in any real competitive form. Because most of the those guys who are borderline guys
3: are gonna go to Orlando because they're gonna need them. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's gonna turn into the um really like the Tacoma situation, the, uh, the Sounders 2 situation where it's like a bunch of 16-year-olds who kind of jump in between the DAs that will the former DA system and the um, USL, like really bad USL level. And it's just, it's going to be worse if those guys are going to be playing there. And it's not even good for player development because, you know, if you have a T2 side or a Real Monarch side that's like Noah Powder and Jack Blake, and then a bunch of 16-year-olds, and they lose every game 6-2 or 6-1. But they're not learning anything besides how to lose, so that's not really providing a benefit. Um, it'll be a nice thing, I think, to cut down on the amount of travel, though. Um, T2 and Seattle are quite a ways up there, even if you live in Sacramento, even if you live in Reno. That's still a pretty long trip. So it, cutting out some of those teams will make a, a pretty big difference, Um and hopefully improve some level of player safety
1: like and even what happens with teams like RGV and Reno where Reno has been working and almost relying on the San Jose earthquake organization even if they're not sending those guys down does that hurt them does it benefit them because we've seen a couple instances where those teams get hosed by a guy showing up and not really fitting in so is there a downside to some of these affiliated teams, maybe not straight to teams, but affiliated teams where they might not get a couple players, or is this an opportunity for those
3: teams to kind of roll with what they have? I think it's a benefit. Absolutely. Um, We've heard friends on 1868 weekly basically say, Oh, you know, said guy from the earthquakes rolled in on Friday evening and played Saturday afternoon. That's not great. Uh, I think it's pretty similar situation in RGB where they kind of just randomly get guys that the dynamo, don't include the match day squad. If anything, that's a good test for them. I know the um, RGV's, their contract with the Dynamo is up very soon, so they will probably end up in League One, is what all the evidence seems to be pointing to, but they'll have to learn to be their own independent team. Um, and I think Reno, maybe someday, is, is going to be moving to that kind of situation.
0: I mean, we we know firsthand what it's like to be uh, uh, an affiliate of a MLS club, and in our situation, it didn't quite work out. I think the way a lot of people anticipated or hoped for, um, you know. Whereas now we've moved on to a partnership with Rangers, which uh, I, I, nothing against LAFC, but Rangers is a lot better uh, quality organization. They've been around a lot longer, and. Uh, you know, it, it benefits that you're on the other side of the world, too, because with the LAFC thing, uh, you had a, a club telling you basically what they wanted you to do with their players. And then um, they could easily pull a player back if they wanted to. Um, and, and that happened with us with any MLS club we were dealing with. I mean, I, we all remember uh, Alex Cronally, uh a couple of years back where he was back and forth. And, uh, you know, Dylan and I mentioned a few times on this podcast that he just his head wasn't in it anymore. Um when the, the playoffs rolled around because he now had had a taste of MLS play and he was hoping to stick around there uh, at least with a, a partnership with a club like the Rangers or a club. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you with say that, Rangers, how do you say that in that situation? The soccer a club like Rangers. Um <laughs> Welcome to the orange and the black, the soccer cast. There we go. So uh, a club like Rangers, uh that partnership a, the 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 teams the leagues play different times of the year and B they're not going to be recalling their players back and forth because they're not going to want to put players uh, through that type of travel um, throughout uh, a season or throughout a calendar year so uh, that's pretty awesome uh you know I, I'm looking I, I'm looking at uh, what some of you guys have been talking about how it might not be the easiest way to or easiest thing to get rid of all uh two teams uh, but with usL's you know, they're, they're developing league one. They're trying to grow that brand. Why would that not be more of a better place? Or do you guys think that would be a better place for, if not all, most of the two teams uh, basically use it more as a developmental um, platform. You're still, you know, the the USL is still trying to push league one uh, as a quality third tier in the U S they are part of the ESPN broadcast. So, you know, those matches are still visible to fans uh, and people that want to follow these maybe young players that are developing, uh, hoping for big time play, and that was just awesome. Your your perfect timing. Both of you guys looked, you know, down to the side like you're picking up something. Uh, let me go to you, Alan. What are your thoughts on uh, would League One maybe be a better spot for all, if not or most, if not all of the uh, two teams?
1: Um, I think what what we've seen with like Toronto too moving down and still not being super competitive um i think there's a benefit to move down for some of those teams but i think the pushback you're going to get from some of those baby bulls real monarchs is why would we go to league 1 when we already won the championship like if we can prove that we're that good and we're that good what benefit do we get from moving to league 1 and even even more than that what benefit does league 1 get from moving down to league 1 like there's Cause now you're talking about the same competitive imbalance that you have with some of the two teams to the top of, or to the, you know, even middle table championship. So I think it's, that's where the sticking point is, is there are two teams that are very competitive and are in the playoff hunt consistently who have now won the league. Um, it's really hard to say, let's move all of those people down because then there's a gap you've now created in kind of this professional pyramid, if you will, where those guys who are getting minutes for Real who might have a chance to move up aren't going to get minutes in League One. They're going to go somewhere else, which means now there's that, that pipeline gone for them. And I think that was the issue with RGV is that pipeline wasn't really working and players got mad and left. So if, you know, you're to pull a line from um, our interview with the Players Association is do what's best for the sport and that'll be what's best for the players. Like there, it goes kind of hand in hand. And I think if we look at this, the issue of two teams, don't think about like, I hate two teams. Think about what is best for the sport right now. And what is best for those players on that, in, on those teams. And I think you'll, there's, there's something there that can be worked out. But if we just say all two teams down, then we lose uh, this like sliver of gloriousness that are some of the new teams. If we say, stay where you are now that there's 16 year old kids who are getting beat up so there's got to be some middle ground
0: cool Uh, anything else uh, maybe that you guys feel is uh, important to talk about the what the return of play may look like here or further the conversation of the two teams at all I see Dylan I'm, shaking his head. Alan looks like thing, he wants to say something.
1: The only thing that still worries me is this July eleventh date. It's like this is kind of their drop dead date. And I'm hoping that it's not being used as a bargaining chip to put pressure on the players' association to settle for something. Um we saw this kind of I don't want to say we saw this with baseball, but baseball is going a very bad route by putting by putting um the players in a particular situation of like, we'll, we'll let you play if you do these three things. And one of those things is terrible for the players association. So they have to like, what do we do? So like, hey, we have to play by July 11th or we're just going to cancel the season and you're going to lose your pay. And so I think I'm, a, I'm hopeful that that isn't happening because that puts bargaining into a really weird position. But I hope it is, is, hey, here's our target date. We now have an end date that we want to get stuff done. And we've mutually agreed that, we're working toward this date happening and I'm hoping that it's a more positive thing, but looking at players, player negotiations lately with sports teams, it hasn't always been great. Um, So I'm hoping that they're close to figuring it out, whether it's a player floor and then, you know, a percentage cut, like that's the trade-off we'll increase the bottom. If you shave off a little off the top Um, and then hopefully the July 11th date is same type of pressure.
0: That's my hope. You have like a something going on there, Alan? Um, yeah, great. Uh, let's uh, do this. Um, you know, Bundesliga has been around for a while. The Premier League is now returning this week. Uh, I believe, uh, as we're recording this, it's tomorrow our time. I don't know what time it is if it's today in actual England, uh, but Premier League is returning. I believe there's a couple matches on the calendar for today and then friday is the next round of matches and a a weekend full of matches of the premier league which i know uh, a lot of you that listen to us maybe aren't that's not your go-to league i know there are some that hate when we talk about premier league but uh, there are a lot of people that follow this league in the united states and there's a lot of orange county fans that follow teams in england including the premier league um dylan i'll start with you how excited are you about the return of premier league I, I don't care. Um, it's ruined.
3: The sport, that league has ruined the sport. So I, they could cease to exist, and I think the sport would be better off because things would be normal, and no one would pay 145 million for Coutinho. <laughs> like stuff like that is is bad for the sport and only harms the people on the bottom, which are the people that we talk about every week. So,
0: how about you, Alan?
1: He's through. Um, Come on. Yeah. I mean, this thing can be wrapped up by uh, Sunday at uh, like
0: one o'clock. So, um, and it'll be one of the latest times, and it probably will be the latest ever on the calendar that a team wrapped up the Premier League, right?
1: Yeah. Latest time, but with the most amount of wins, like or week matches, because it's like, There'll be the least amount of like games played to clinch the league, I think. Uh, but also the latest date. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I've been watching some of the Bundesliga and some of the play is just not great. And I know like Bundesliga is a little bit like that to begin with, but you look at these teams who have nothing really to play for, it's like, what's the point? Like if I'm not fighting to keep myself up or if I'm not trying to win the league... Like you see, some pretty decent teams just kind of not play super great because it's like meh. I and mean, why should I like try to hurt myself? We have a season coming up again, and I don't want to get injured in a season that doesn't really mean anything anymore to us. Um, I think it'd be there's a little bit of that anyway with some of these leagues as you get toward the the run in toward the end of the season. But I think shutting everything down and trying to bring it back and there's health issues and there's no audience or no no crowd there. I think that is there's not a lot of reason to be motivated. Like if the fans were there, I think they would be more motivated. Like ah, oh, we gotta play well for them. But I don't know. But, um, I'm a little that, bit that, either way.
0: That makes it difficult, right? Because I I I would believe an argument can definitely be made that uh, for soccer or fans, one of the most important sports for fans interacting with the players, being at the matches. Or the games would be soccer. That I mean, fans play a big part of the atmosphere uh, in in boosting up there the the players on the pitch just with what they bring. Maybe an argument could be made for something like maybe college football uh, or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, just with that that atmosphere and and whatnot. Yeah, college. Um, Hoops. What was that college? college Hoops. Hoops. Yeah, you yeah. do that as well. A yeah. Huge yeah.
1: one, like home versus away in college basketball.
0: it it makes a big difference and, and that's something with soccer. I think uh, even as, as good as college basketball, college football can be, I think soccer still is uh, sort of top of the uh, standings or the pyramid or whatever, when it comes to fan involvement and and what fans bring to a match. Um, I believe for premier league, at least in England or in in great Britain, they're going to use the EA, I guess, sound effects that uh, that are in the game, the crowd, uh, Ambiance uh, on the str- the the broadcast in, in England. I don't know if that same thing is going to be used here in the U.S. Uh, they're gonna,
1: but they're uh, going to pull audio from Dylan and I's calls to add to it as well.
0: Thoughts of personal. There you, awesome. oh, you go. Do that. <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's weird. Uh, I've watched. I've tried watching a couple of the Bundesliga matches, and it's just weird hearing the crowd noise and seeing no crowd in the stadium. And sometimes I'm like, is that the right crowd noise for what is going on on the pitch right now? Or is just, did they just put a soundtrack on and not even pay attention to what's going on? I, I would hope that EA has set up something for the premier league where they can actually control what the crowd is doing and and it works correctly. Um, I, I think it would be funny if you're like in the middle of a, a you know, Match that does not involve a team such as like Spurs, but then you start hearing the Spurs chance in the background or something like that. That'd be pretty hilarious, actually. Um, um, but yeah,
1: in La Liga, I watched Real Sociedad and they put like like digitally printed or digitally printed but imposed like it wasn't like fans, but it was just like color, so it wasn't just empty seats. And I don't know if that made it like worse. It made it feel more like a video game where it's like I was gonna say it's like old, old like old video. Sega Genesis. Yeah crowd yeah well, um, it wasn't like individual people it's just like various flakes blur. of
0: color yeah a blur or pixels going on in the in the stands um yeah it'll be interesting i i'm i'm sort of excited for it just because um this will be the first return of uh sport where it's a team that i actually follow quite a bit involved um and uh, you know as long as things are being handled properly i know like with spurs they had a friendly with the Norwich. And then like right after that match, it was reported that a Norwich player tested positive for COVID, which is like, okay, that's great. So what does that mean for Spurs with their match coming up this, uh, this weekend and then their opponent and how the league will get, you know, impacted. I mean, we'll have to see what happens with all this. Um I mean, it's difficult. It's, it's tough because people want to be able to watch sports, but you also want to make sure your players uh, that you cheer for are safe out there, which is, which is tough. Um, you know, I want everyone to be safe. I'm hoping the, the leagues are doing it the right way. And if it ends up showing that it's making things worse, hopefully they would be willing to then just scrap the season again and, and just sort of scrap it or, or, or whatever. So we'll have to see how that works out. And I'm sure whatever happens with uh, that league, what's been happening with Bundesliga and any other leagues that are returning to action, um, you know, that's things that the USL is looking at hopefully and MLS is looking at and other sports uh, to figure out what their plan is going to be and if they should or should not return.
1: Well, NWSL starts in what, like 11 days?
0: Yeah. that And that'll be, that'll be pretty awesome. Now it's horrible for me to be asking this but where do we where can we watch those matches is, is there like an actual C- like
1: uh cbs um it's on their streaming service um but okay. if you wait till right before the season or the tournament kicks off i think you get a week trial and then it's a month for five bucks or six bucks so you can essentially watch the entire tournament for six dollars if you plan your purchases correctly and if not just is dollars, like the entire tournament. Uh, the kickoff times are a little bit weird. Um, it's like I think like ten something and eight up, eight o'clock. Um, and I'm assuming that's for uh, player safety to you know clear the locker rooms, clean everything up, do all the safety stuff they're supposed to. It's gonna be a little bit hectic. Um, I know BGN um, is going to be covering it in some type of written capacity um, with previews recaps uh and so i know that there's stuff going to be coming out through bgn about it um the athletic has some pretty good writers covering the nwsl so now might be a time to support them as well in their endeavor to be the first league in the united states to return to play um so i think um i think uh fair weather i might talk them into all of us like picking a team and putting some money on or something make it for charity and make it interesting cool that could be your, um, could be your playing for pride draft this year
0: do the the yeah we could maybe try that
1: draft draft two teams create some pointing point structure
0: yeah we could figure that out let's put Dilling that
1: together
0: all right Alan, yep, put together the yeah, rules of so that in time so we can get that taken care of. We can do a draft. Uh, it, you said it's like in 11 days, so we'd probably be able to, on the next episode, do the draft and yeah. and go from there. Yeah, we Perfect. definitely got to do something for Playing for Pride. Uh, it's something that we've done since the our first year uh, when we first started. It was like a month in as our podcast, and we're like, oh, yeah, Playing for Pride. Let's do this. Uh, it's something we've done ever since, and we want to continue to do that. Uh, Let's move on Um, really quickly before we wrap things up. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode Uh, video game soccer. Uh, You know, uh, Alan and I are both participating in it uh, for the EUSL championship. Uh, It's a two match week this week, Alan, do you have two matches or do you have uh, an opponent that's not going to be around? So you get an automatic win.
1: Um, I just have one because I'm a a ahead of game from everybody else. Okay. Um, I think I'm on 15 and everyone else is on 14. So I think, at some point, I played two matches, and someone else didn't. Yeah, I'm on 15, and almost everyone else is on 14, 13, 12. So I think I have only have one, so other people can catch up.
0: Have you scouted your opponent this week? Do you know who you're playing? Do you know anything about him?
1: Uh, I am playing... I think I'm playing like one of the guys at the bottom of the league. Um, That'll be a competitive match, then. That... R. Kryman or whatever his name is. R.C. Ryman. Yeah, he's at the bottom of the league, I think. So we'll see. Caleb Ryman. Do
0: you guys have it scheduled yet or not scheduled? Uh, Not scheduled yet. Uh... Perfect. We'll have to keep a lookout. Make sure you throw that up. Uh, Let us know. Let social media know so uh, Mm -hmm. people can watch your match. Um,
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) uh, I will be participating in two matches this week, and they are both winnable matches. So I'm, I'm sort of excited about that. Uh, and I'm still sitting in ninth in the league, uh, but um, one of the people that are in front of me have been a no-show for the last couple weeks, so it looks like that might be someone that's going to be dropping out of the league, uh, which is a nice boost for me, Uh, and also just looking at my opponents compared to some of the other opponents, um, I have a chance to gain some points. My goal differential sucks, but I can gain some points on the table and move on up, and both of my matches will be this Saturday uh, at six and six thirty. So it's gonna be a back-to-back doubleheader for me. Uh, I know Dylan is hopefully gonna be there for the for the call. Um if not Alan, then we'll find someone else. Uh but yeah, it'll 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 be fun. And it's it's if you didn't get to watch my matches last week, it was a pretty entertaining match back and forth. Uh uh, what was it? Uh nine goals in that match. So every time uh Dylan and Alan had a chance to just sort of breathe, another goal is scored and I think Dylan, you were the one before the match telling me, like, keep it a low-scoring match and um, definitely did not do that.
3: Yeah, we had to wait an hour for that one to kick off and um, then you had to turn around and score once every 10 virtual minutes. So I was <laughs> a little bit annoyed.
0: Dylan had better things to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like the more
3: um, Jose Mourinho or the Sean Deich where you, you put everyone behind the ball and you don't let the other team score. Maybe nick a goal or two.
0: Can I complain about physics on FIFA though? And on that uh, one where my goalie, it like saved it, bounced off of the other team's player into the goal, or is that just that's FIFA? that happens? That happens in life too. Get a better cool. goalkeeper. Short but sweet video game uh, soccer talk there. Um, let's do this. Let's start beginning to wrap things up here uh, so everyone can get on with their evening. And if you're listening on this podcast, you can get on with your whatever time of day it is uh, any other soccer related stuff that either of you want to just bring up quickly. Luton town beat Brentford four two earlier today. That was amazing.
3: Cause they haven't won a game in a while. No, there's nothing to talk about. Watch some women's soccer.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Short but sweet there, Alan. Um, any other just interesting stuff that you guys have Want to share before we get into our random thoughts let's go to random thoughts because you guys are just sitting there thinking um let's go to alan first your random thought for the evening or episode my
1: my random thought is um is the time you parental units to get involved in your school board um meaning pay attention to the decisions that they're making right now uh, because a lot of them right now are making decisions about things that how schools do or do not reopen in the fall. Uh, so, don't think, oh, they're going to decide later or they're going to take the summer to, uh, they're deciding right now. So, it, I would encourage you to reach out to your school board and share your opinions on um, how comfortable you feel. Um, and I know some of us might be inundated with those kind of things, but if there's a survey, take the survey and be honest and be real uh, because they're making those decisions about your health and your children's health um, and your. Uh, your students teachers um, so they're making those decisions now and it's um, never too late to share your opinion with your locally elected school board.
0: Great, uh, Dylan.
3: Um, my random thought is not literature based because if you get COVID or give someone COVID then you won't be able to read what I have to offer you anyway. Um, this county has done an abysmal job of testing since this began and now we're doing even worse than before. while we send death threats to our public health director. So she quits and then immediately our wonderful elected officials decide that we don't need to wear masks when all the data suggests that uh, everyone wearing masks can reduce the transmission rate by up to 80%. So we're knowingly staring down the barrel of a double barrel shotgun while um, feathering the trigger. And I guess we've kind of pulled it because no one's taking this seriously anymore, but you should wear a mask. You should stay at home if at all possible. I imagine there are some of you that are essential workers and for you i wish you nothing but safety um and maybe a raise and um more than anything maybe some safety and actual recognition from everyone that you're doing something important but yeah my my, my random thoughts that you should wear a mask and um, get involved in your schools and um probably also let's find some local politicians that don't sell out to businesses
0: Yeah, you know, I, the the mask argument always just frustrates me a little bit there because I look at it as it's it's a minor inconvenience for you, but it's potentially um, something that's going to save others, and it's not a a me 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 situation. It's about basically uh, treating your fellow humans uh, with courtesy and respect, and you never know who or may or who may or may not be um, at higher risk uh, that you may be around uh you know there's always the argument well those people should just stay at home well unfortunately that's not always possible because people still need to go out and get groceries get food uh and whatnot so uh, as a courtesy one more you know, random felt... well, okay go for it yeah i know
3: we're breaking the rules I know. you guys are um... trying to
0: get rid of me i mean you guys went for like a whole like 10 minutes without letting me speak and then you're just cutting me off mid-sentence here dylan go for it
3: yeah I said this over the weekend, I think I said this last week, but this podcast is very male. This podcast is very, very white. Um, If you are a listener and you would like to get involved with our podcast, we would love to have you. There's a section on our website where you can find where to join us. I don't care if you join us like one week or if you just want to write things or if you only want to be on the podcast or however you feel like you could be a part of this, if you want to be a part of this recommend uh that you join it's a good time Uh, i like these two other people that are on this podcast believe it or not a rarity because i generally don't like people but it's been a really good time um and orange county is a very diverse place and i think sport is a very diverse place and i would like it if our podcast um better represented that so we would love for your voice to be heard um because your voice does matter Unless you don't think that you should wear masks, in which case stop to this podcast, um, but rate it five stars in iTunes. And then <laughs> that's probably it.
0: Yeah, no, definitely go to our website. I'm going um, to I'm sure Dylan Alan, and, and I will do this also. So we'll, we'll uh, tweet out or share the link. Um, but yeah, like Dylan said, it's at the bottom of our website. There's a link that says join our team. And um, basically simple. You give us your name, an email address uh, and let us know what you're interested in. And, and, like Dylan said, it's, it's anything. If you want to actually join us, you know, on our podcast, it doesn't have to be every episode like Dylan, Alan, and myself do. You can join us every once in a while. Um, Or if you want to contribute in other ways, like if you want to maybe, um, you know, write on our website, uh, you know, uh, share some thoughts on anything soccer related or Orange County soccer club related or, or whatnot. Or if you want to take pictures for us to use on our podcast, uh, whatever it may be, or if you want to, help us out with running our social media stuff. I'm sure, uh, you know, Dylan would be willing to, uh, take a little break from posting stuff on social media on our, on our Instagram. Um, you know, cause we've like been doing have. that so much lately. Uh, but you know, if you'd be interested in doing something like that, let us know. Um, uh, we we've, when I started this podcast, uh, you know, my whole goal was to, Bring people in. I, I, you know, my original idea for it was to get a group of maybe five or six people and just sort of rotate some hosts or guests and or whatever we wanted to do. Uh, unfortunately, most of the people I reach out to, if they said yes, they sort of never committed or did anything. Dylan was the only one I could uh, trap into committing to this podcast, and it, it's been an awesome experience with him. We sort of trapped alan about a year ago to join our podcast, and and we haven't let him go since, even though he's doing other podcasts and other usl stuff uh, but it's it's a fun time the, the three of us have a, a a wonderful fun time uh every week um and then whenever we are at matches or hanging out outside of soccer it, it's a blast and we'd love to share that with whoever would be interested in joining um our team so yeah well i'll piggyback on that uh random thought there uh, of yours dylan all right let's do this uh so when you do send out that tweet, Alan, where can our listeners look for that?
1: A Underwood 40 on the Twitter machines.
0: Dylan?
3: You can find me on Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan or on Reddit slash u slash OCSE underscore Dylan or at eldonnews.org under the byline Dylan Allen.
0: Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at DJ Ray some more. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at OCSE underscore soccer cast. You can also find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, a bunch of YouTube, uh, Twitch, wherever else you can find the podcast. Um, you can also go to our website, OCSEpodcast.com uh, And uh, yeah, listen to our old episodes, read our old work, uh, or click on that link, join our team and, and, Hang out with us. Enjoy the the beautiful game of soccer with us. Um, Yeah, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. A little bit shorter than normal, but we definitely uh, will have more to talk about next week with more and more soccer-related stuff returning uh, as we head into what potentially is going to be the return of USL. Uh, For Dylan, for Alan, I'm Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer cast. I got to get over to the right screen, and we are out, out.
2: You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
0: For the latest Orange
2: County SC news and information, visit our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. Action tired
1: of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from nike and adidas looking for a unique completely custom kit for your youth club sunday league squad adult or even a pro team or e team? icarus fc can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com that's icarusfc.com